Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Orla's driving her new Citroen C4 crossover. She's on a call with her friend who's asking if her in-laws from hell have left yet. Orla's husband is in the front seat. The in-laws are in the back seat. Orla is on hands-free. This could be a very uncomfortable drive. Except the Citroen C4 crossover comes with advanced comfort seats and best-in-class rear legroom, making it a very comfortable drive indeed. Citroen. Engineered for comfort. See citroen.ie. Welcome to the Dope Black Dads podcast, a place where we are changing the narrative and having progressive conversations about black fathers, as well as creating a safe digital space for the community. Welcome to the Dope Black Dads podcast in the helm or at the helm today is Marvin Critchlow and myself, Otis Dealey. Our special guest today is Michael Forbes, CEO of Michael's Mentors. Welcome, Michael. Uh, thank you. Good afternoon to you both. Good afternoon. Thank you, Michael, for coming. Um, it's been great to obviously have you on the podcast. And as um, Otis mentioned, you are CEO of Michael's Mentor um, Organization. And you, see, you sound like you're doing some great work in the community. So could you just give us a bit of a breakdown, a bit of an introduction into how you got into this work and the type of work you are doing with the community? So yeah, as, as mentioned there, my name is Michael Forbes. I'm CEO of Michael's Mentors. Um, I'm based over in Birmingham. And I set up this organization because... As a young man myself, I got very heavily involved in doing the wrong things, you know, but the, the, a lot of that started from my own in-house problems. Um, I, was, I was a young lad that suffered domestic abuse very, very heavily. As I grew through teenage years, I ended up finding kind of the love in the, from the streets, as you, as you do. Um, I ended up, you know, doing the wrong things and getting involved with the wrong people and going in a whole wrong, wrong road. Um, but then, yeah, it's kind of that that inspired me to create what I'm doing now. So at the moment, we work with primary school and high school pupils at risk of exclusion from school. Um, so these are your hardest to reach kids uh, going through some serious things. And also, there's always a reason why they're on that verge of exclusion. You know, we, you know that's what, what people don't do. They say, oh, bad kid, bad kid. But when we dig deeper... There's always a, there's always something going on, um, so I work with with uh, with those pupils. I work with young offenders, also, um, so in youth offending institutes. I've worked with prisons, police and crime commissioners. So yeah, a, a lot of that work really. But my age, my target age is from about seven to eighteen. My, Michael, what at what point in your life did you make the turnaround? What what happened to make you think what I'm doing is wrong? And there is a better way for me to live my life and make a contribution. I think it was my twenties, uh, my my early twenties, and I, I started to see a lot of friends disappearing. And it wasn't uh, fortunate that then um, I wasn't hearing of friends passing away or anything. It was it was mostly um, getting lost to the system. And all my friends, it was it was a three year, I had seven year, there's a eighteen year. And you're thinking, yo, I'm starting to, the, 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 the circle is shrinking, you know, quite quite quickly. And you're thinking, it's, it's, it's me next. You know, it, it, it's that, oh, um, you're one mistake away from being that guy that disappears. And the way I was living, I was doing things that could have took me away. 
So by the grace of God, you know, I'm still here and um, doing the right thing. But and, and and a lot of it as well, I felt like I was letting my mother down. A massive key key thing for me was my mother. That's that's the my everything and my you know that's where it ends, man. That's that's the queen. And knowing she, knowing that the, the, the how we've grew up, because as I've mentioned, domestic abuse. She was going through domestic abuse daily by a part her partner, and he was hurting me as well and hurting her daily. As I got to be a man or also very young man you look into her eyes and you still see her upset tears you still see the pain and i'm thinking boy oh boy if i something happens to me all her hard work to get me to this point is kind of it's gone on the drain i've wasted and and you know what i'm even adding more pain that she's already dealing with i'm just i'm adding to it i'm the cherry on top i'm the one that could you know what i mean it's I mean, I, I had I had a question as well. I think, um, and this I guess autistic goes to you as well. I think I love the fact, Michael, that um, you're doing you're mentoring. You know, I think as autist mentioned just before we um, we jumped on the call that you're you're on the front line. You've got your sleeves rolled up. You're doing the work. I think it's so easy to talk. Um, you know, everyone can say what they would do if they were Boris Johnson. You know, if they had Sadiq Khan resources, but you know, they're not they're not on the front line. They're not doing the work, and it's amazing that you're doing the work. And I think mentorship is such an important aspect of, of all of our lives it's something that we should all look to do look to have a mentor um, and and autist actually a question um a question i was just thinking of um to you um what what was your journey in the sense of what kept you on the kind of the, on the straight and narrow um especially obviously kind of stepping into the limelight and stepping into kind of like you know the the, the silver screen how, how was that for you my pre predominantly for me was fear of retribution from my parents so I, I had a, I have a, a father who who doesn't suffer fools, and especially didn't suffer fools as as I was growing up. And I don't ever remember a conversation with my dad where he said, "Don't run around with the with the wrong crowd." I just knew that if I did, I was finished. <laughs> um, I, um, I, I, I had this, I had this craving for attention at school. You know, so Kel Surprise, I've, I've wound up in front of the camera or, or working on television. And that was a source of great disappointment for my parents because I was always getting caught talking, chatting in the back of class. I didn't answer back, um, but I might have a funny quip, a little joke, you know, to back back at the teacher or, you know, to say on top of something when a teacher had finished um, speaking or another child had finished speaking. And and for me, it was just a case of if I push it too far, there's going to be a world of trouble in the house, like bringing shame upon the name of the family. Mm -hmm. And that carried on. That carried on through through television. I I never got to a point where I was seen everywhere, invited to everything, and. I thank the universe for that because I don't know the foolish men I might have got caught up in. Well, actually, I do know what kind of foolish men I could have got caught up in um, had sure. I been given a bit more leeway, a, li a little more power. Yeah. And obviously, as I've gotten older, I've realised that you can't, you can't run around like that. So primarily, fear of disappointment and embarrassment. That's what kept me on the straight and narrow, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I think I think that echoes quite quite nicely what Michael was saying before about a lot of it comes from parenting. You know, it comes from the kind of the example in the home. I was the same, um, exactly what Otis said. You know, it's that fear of all the teacher had to say was, "I'm going to call home," or you know, and 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 that kind of puts the fear of God into you. Not because my parents were going to beat me, but it's just it's just that embarrassment, and you know, it's just letting them down and disappointing them. And I think, yeah, it's it definitely something that you want to avoid as much. I, I don't know if it's particularly being male as well, that you've got that kind of sense of pride where you, you, you know, you want to, you're kind of like the mini man of the house. If, if you know, if um, even whether you've got a father there or not, you just want to represent and kind of hold it down. And yeah, you don't want, you don't want to bring shame or, or embarrassment um, on your family. Mm. It's funny, the, the sort of the, the mini man of the house, I, <laughs> I'm still unpacking my relationship with my, with my dad in terms of how, he, you know, discipline and, and what he taught me. Um, but I, I, I was always, and sometimes still feel like the boy of the house 
but it was it was definitely um you know as you have echoed um a shame and disappointment thing um so my question and we have lots obviously michael to you is this might be the biggest one of the talk what are we as a community doing wrong why are we failing our young people why is there a need for people like you wow wow what a question what a question you know what i think within our within our communities i think we are well i'll put it put it this way now i'm in birmingham obviously a very multicultural area and most of the schools i go to are predominantly well, there's a predominantly black and asian obviously a lot of i've got other schools which my team work in and what have you but most of the schools we have are black and asian and what i see is and out of the thousands and thousands and thousands of kids that we see, I'd say about 90% of them don't have a father figure. I would say nearly every child I speak to doesn't have a father figure. And that's quite crazy. Um, and obviously in a year, we, with thousands of children, we, we want mentor on a one-to-one and hardly any have a father to turn to or any male role model. And that's not by coincidence. These things are... The kids are doing a madness. Kids are running around. Kids are doing this, this, that. I tell you what. Even even one of my other lads that works with now, um, Taj, at the, the school sent an email. Like this young man has, has now said, "Can you be my father?" That actually happened like last week. This is what we. This is where we. Can you be my father? And this is one of the lads that worked for me, a young black lad. Now, it's it's coming out of our ears. Well, the, we we are we're failing. I was also one of those, one of those kids where there was no father around. I was looking for somebody. Sometimes you need to be told, yo, you can't do that. Or yo, you know, just yo, you, you know, just that, that firm. And they haven't got it. A lot of these kids haven't got it. And they're running riot. They are running, running mummy right around the house. They're, they're, there's no respect for, um, for, for elders. Uh, what you find a lot of schools, there's no respect for elders. There's no respect um, for authority. That's why you see them doing madness and no one can't talk to me. Parents can't, teachers can't talk to me. And we, we're really missing something. We're really, really missing something. And, um, you know, you picture back, obviously, we're all, I'm in the 30s. I don't know how old you guys are, but I don't know. You know. Um, but you know how it was when we was younger, it's the elders and you look at, you know, the, someone's nan, you know, you'd see your brethren's mom down the road or at the market or whatever it is. And there's, there's a load of respect and, or even just, there was respect for authority. There was more respect going down and it's disappeared. It's gone. And it's a struggle to get this back. So I, I try and instill this into my youngsters really really early and from from young and and i go hard at them with the respect because that's that defines who you are as a person yeah i, I was going to say i mean on top of that i think you when you when you touched on about like the lack of respect for authority and those other factors i think that really highlights that it is like it's it's a combination of so many different issues that has brought us to where we are because for example we know historically let's just say like our parents generation there might have been that lack of trust with the police but it's for a completely different reason that nowadays children or young people don't get along with the police. So before we might have felt at threat of the police, whereas now, you know, young people want to avoid being caught for their criminality. But it's almost just become part of the same conversation. And, you know, I think back sometimes when I was younger that I was told by even elders or even by my parents at times that don't tell tales, you know, don't, 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 don't tell off that, you know, don't expose other people's business and things like that, or see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil. And I think how has that contributed to how we are now where a crime might happen, no one wants to talk to the police because you were told not to tell tales or you were told not to, you know, not to talk other people's business and things like that. And I do think that there's so many of these different factors, which if it was any one of them, it, it probably wouldn't be as bad. But when you have all of them, it's like a perfect storm. And then you put on, you know, I don't know, you add drugs into that or county lines and stuff like that. And it just it just mushrooms out into a massive problem that, that we have nowadays. The thing is, it's a twisted, it's 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 a twisted sense of family and community, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, and correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, when you look at when you look at a lot of these, um, when you look at a lot of gang culture and um, and county lines, etc., 
those people that are brought in are looking for a connection. They're looking for they're looking for family. They're looking for that something that they're not getting at at home or that they can't find at home. And you know the whole speak no evil, see no evil thing. It's a sense of keeping keeping your community, keeping those outside of the community outside. But it, they they've twisted it. You understand? Because in order to maintain what's good in a community, then, you know, we're going to need help. And if there's a little bit of trouble, then we should say something rather than keep it quiet, especially if there's no one within the community who's going to take care of it. It's quite heartbreaking listening, listening to what you're saying, Michael, in that it's getting worse. You know, one of my observations was it's because children are having children to a certain respect and it, and if you haven't learned respect how are you going to pass it on am i correct uh, yes exactly key points key points um yes yeah, so, sorry just sorry to interject there Aussie. yeah you're absolutely bang on there absolutely on, on the button if you don't even know nothing about respect how can you have a child and how can you start teaching that child about respect and you know for example i'm just sorry just just a few stats just to throw here into the mix just to Last year, so obviously within schools, you get fixed term exclusions and, and uh, permanent exclusions. Now, the numbers as of last year on the gov.uk gov sites, this is what we're working with. And I think these numbers have probably even been downplayed a little bit, diluted. We had a combination of fixed term and permanent. So 435,000 pupils were excluded last year. Nearly half a million kids out of school. Now, that's astronomical figures, man. And, and also the stat there... 49% of children that were ex are excluded from school will go on to prison at some point in their life. So for nearly half of that 435,000 in total could potentially go to prison. Well, that's what the stats are looking like over the last how many years. It's, it's, this, is, this is worrying stuff. This is worrying stuff, man. Hmm. Um, we're at a critical point. Um, and so I have, a, I have a relative who works at a school and um, they have been pioneering a new way of avoiding excluding children. So rather than suspend them or or expel them, they have a they have an annex, and they have a, a specially trained teacher or two, and the child will be taken out of the class. But their education doesn't stop. They have a one to one relationship with somebody special who who keeps their schoolwork going in the hope that they can reach a point of understanding and the child can be reintroduced back in but that child doesn't become a statistic whereby they have been excluded and, and they're out of school and they are experiencing some success with this so does the education system need to be educated as well in how to speak to people that look like us and were raised by us because we we have similar problems to others who you know might come from broken homes or might be living um, underneath the poverty line but there is a there is a black experience to it it's not exactly the same so do we need somehow to educate our educators very very good question and i think i think that's very true um you and you touched upon your family member working in a school there which i think sounds an incredible idea because my experience in in the schools all the schools that we work in you don't have that what you've just mentioned there you have isolation i don't know if you've heard of isolation you got isolation and but you're in there with a mix of mix of people so year seven could be year nine year eleven and their studies are uh, it's detrimental to their studies they're at different levels yeah they're all at different levels different ages and they're just plonks in there with one teacher and she's not really paying too much attention to them and they're just they're lost i had a young man in Iceland the other day saying the same and you're right or it's educating the educators i think then, then there's a lot to be done and um, but this is also where companies like myself come in uh, michael's mentors to be that intermediary between the pupil and the teachers and also the parents and the school we, you know we work with the school well, we work with the parents and the teachers and the people so it's with that intermediary out you know the outsourced guys to come in and and it, and it works a treat and i think there needs to be more mentoring organizations getting involved in these schools because you get to to get you get to work with children at the grassroots 
and you get to teach something that they don't have, well, they're not being taught at home or schools. The teachers have got 30 kids in the class. You can't touch upon every. George is having a mad day. Simon's having a mad day. Clive's having a mad day. And there's 30 of them. It's just get out, get out, get out. Then, then what? It's um, it's Dunraven School, by the way. Dunraven in Streatham. That's the school that has been doing this, unfortunately, unique setup. But it does, it does appear to be, to be working. It's harder work, but you know, you you put in that. We all know you put in that hard work at ground level or as close to ground level as as you can. You know, you can create you can create human beings that just fly. Yeah, I mean, on, on on that as well, I think you just reminded me of something which which Michael was saying earlier about growing up, seeing his friends and seeing the path they were taking and the consequences. I remember from school as well that I suppose my school was almost a bit lax in how they corrected children's behaviour because sometimes you get a slap on the wrist, but you're not really facing your consequences. And what I found, I'll never forget, when it got to like the summer once we left school, people started getting arrested, people started going to prison. Because in school, you got a slap on the wrist and it was like you got sent to isolation or something like that. You weren't really, you didn't realise that you were committing criminal behaviour. You were just a naughty boy in school. But as soon as you step outside, and you know, especially with us as black men, you're now seen as an adult. You're not, you're not seen as a victim of grooming or a, a victim of coercion in that type of way. It's, you're an adult man and you're, you're committing this act. They throw the book at you. You don't get any type of, you know, allowance or anything like that. And I think sometimes both parents and teachers... Um, not, I don't want to say instill those bad behaviours, but if they don't challenge it often enough and quickly enough, your child becomes accustomed to that. So, you know, if you, and then if you respond that way, if you, okay, maybe you might shout at your teacher, have an argument with your teacher. If you're in a restaurant as a man and you do that, they're going to call the police. There's no, you know, there's no if, buts or maybes. They're going to call the police and you might have to make an appearance in court. And I think sometimes we don't teach our children the consequences of their yes. actions soon enough. Yes, yes, correct, 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 correct. You know, um, you remember... Teachers, teachers are trained to to teach. That's that's what they're meant to do. They're meant to inspire children and 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 educate them. And if there are disruptive elements in the class, the easiest way to teach as many people as you can in those classes is to exclude that individual, because teachers aren't being trained to counsel. Okay, and then when it comes to parenting, nobody teaches us how to raise children do you understand this is one of the most challenging things you will ever in your life face and you should be learning throughout the whole process because god knows i am so we need things in place we need michaels we need dbds we need all of these things because you as one person do not have all the answers do you know what i mean that's why we read books that's why we listen to podcasts that's why we lean on other people do you know what i mean that's why we have specialists in certain areas michael how big is your organization right now how many people are you employing so i employ four people so far and bearing in mind obviously i've been doing this work a very very long time but it was a long time before i set up my own organization so i've been doing this work alongside having a landscaping company and other other companies and what have you. But this is my first, that was along, that was with somebody, but this is my first venture alone. And I have to say, you know, lockdown first, the first COVID lockdown, you know, obviously it's been, it's been so catastrophic for a lot of people and it's really hit people in a bad way. Uh, on a personal note, this is when I created Michael's Mentors. So it was March, 2020. I created this and bearing in mind, I just come fresh into this and school wasn't starting until September. March, I couldn't get no contracts in because it was all getting a bit. So September, I officially really started this. We registered as a company in March and then September 2020 and I've got four staff already. The demand from schools, we're in, we've got 15 schools already. Contracts with the Westminster Police, the Police and Crime Commissioner, We've won national awards. Like things are starting to escalate very rapidly. So, what what I'm going to do? What the next steps are for Michael's mentors? As I can feel, this is going to really take off, and I can feel it. 
I'm thinking, Jesus, I've got no hair as it is, but boy, I, you know, um, <laughs> you know I mean? this thing's going to kill me, man. But, you know, if it kills me, I'm doing, I'm doing a good thing, man. But, you know what, the, the, aim, the aim for Michael's mentors going forward is um, we're going to franchise this, I think. It's needed across the country. You've got guys up in, say, there's no mentoring organisations up in, like, the northeast. You know, like Newcastle upon Tyne, them kind of, them kind of, their Sunderland, all, all those. There's none of these. And they have one of the highest, well. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. They are the highest, um, the highest level ex- of exclusion in the country, but no one's, do, no one's doing nothing, so it's only getting worse. No one's doing nothing. So this Michael's mentor, mentors can be dotted around the country nationwide with kids back at school and some normalcy returning we're all keen to keep life moving nhs test and trace are encouraging all adults in england to get tested twice a week using rapid covid19 tests helping to prevent around one in three people who have covid19 with no symptoms spread it without knowing Family life is busy, but rapid testing is a fast and easy way to find out if you have coronavirus. With results in around 30 minutes, helping you to keep family life moving. You may even have seen your secondary school aged children testing twice a week already, so now is the time to join them. For more information and guidance on where to get testing kits, head online to nhs.uk forward slash get hyphen tested. The more of us that take part, the more we can help protect each other. Every day you trust your gut and that gut feeling can lead to a kick in the guts, but your gut instinct was right. So you bust a gut because someone will have your guts if you don't. <sighs> you know what your gut deserves? Glenillen Farm Yogurt. Bursting with live cultures, it's the daily way to keep your gut happy and healthy and taste delicious to boot. Choose Irish, choose local, choose Glenillen Farm. With kids back at school and some normalcy returning, we're all keen to keep life moving. NHS Test and Trace are encouraging all adults in England to get tested twice a week using rapid COVID-19 tests. Helping to prevent around one in three people who have COVID-19 with no symptoms spread it without knowing. Family life is busy, but rapid testing is a fast and easy way to find out if you have coronavirus. With results in around 30 minutes, helping you to keep family life moving. You may even have seen your secondary school aged children testing twice a week already, so now is the time to join them. For more information and guidance on where to get testing kits, head online to nhs.uk forward slash get hyphen tested. The more of us that take part, the more we can help protect each other. Otis, I think you made a really good point when you spoke about, you know, there's no course on being a parent. You can just, you know, that's it. Two people can become parents because they decide to have a child. And one thing I've learned on my own parenting journey, and I think, Michael, this might echo some of the things that you've said, is that you have to engage with the schools as a parent. You can't see it as like a daycare where you drop your kids off, you pick them up at the end of school, and you don't worry about it. You need to be involved because, as Otis, as you mentioned, 
the teachers won't hesitate to remove their child from the class. But if you as a parent get involved and say, why did you remove them? What can we do? How can we work together? And those are some of the things that I did. I mean, my son was never bad, but when he got in trouble in school, I'd be at the school. I'd be, I'd be right there at the school to speak to the teachers to find out what we can do. And I think a lot of teachers don't get many parents that want to collaborate with them in that way. So teachers are sometimes on the defensive because they think you're going to be an angry parent. You're going to have, we're going to have an argument. Whereas when you show that, how can I work with you? Is there anything extra we can be doing at home? You know, what, what can we do to support the work that you're doing? One thing I said to my son's teacher is, you tell me what you say to him and I'll reinforce that at home. So we're both singing from the same hymn sheet. And it's just little things like that, I think, can make can make a real big difference as well. So you reinforcing what's happening with your child at home, what, what the teacher says, as it were. I don't see that happening enough at all. So what you see with, with all my experiences as well now, you have... Teacher saying, right, can't do this, can't do this, can't do this, and really try to keep them, get them ship shape, ready, and respect, and did it. That's, that's the teacher you respect and all the rest of it. But at home, the message is a different message. It's kind of a do as you please. You know what? Sit on, sit on PlayStation for, for your seven hours. A young kid the other day, year, year seven, so I'm asking him, so when you, when do you lock off your computer on a night? Because he's looking, he's yawning. We're having a conversation, the boy's yawning. So when do you lock off your PlayStation? About one. So I said, like, yes, you're year seven. So, so who, where, does anybody tell you to, to lock this off? You've got big day at school tomorrow. No, no, it's when I feel tired. I just, I just turn it off. Like, it, it's, it's, it's mental. Now, now at school, he's going to be getting, he's getting in trouble because he was sent to me. So he's getting in trouble. The boy's falling asleep. But it's do as you please at home. There's no, there's no synergy between them both. And, and as Marvin, you did an incredible job there, bro. And, if you work out what you're doing, your your child is less likely to get excluded because you're trying to provide some sort of solution. You want to work together with the teachers and teachers take that into consideration, you know, and they respect that because there's not enough parents doing it. How, how do you then combat that? Because, you know, the home is still a real hub of influence. And so if you get, if you get a, a, a child nominated to you and they're telling you this, there's no rules at, the, at home. I do as I please. How do you then go about instilling uh, a, a modicum of respect for authority and, in a sense, instilling that what's going on at home is wrong or isn't right? Yeah, yeah, it ain't right. Yeah. What we so what we do is, and there's another few mentoring mentoring companies. Basically, what I did, um, I I researched before I set this up. I I researched, and I've even gone and sat on mentoring days with other companies and seen, essentially, what they're not doing. And I've just said, you know what? Nah, this needs to be implicated there. This needs to be implicated. And one of the things that I saw, what needed um, needed to be instilled within mentoring organisations is is the work with parents. So as you just mentioned there, Ortiz, what would I do? I, I or one of my team will go into the child's house. So you'll see me there, 9 a.m., Monday morning, in your living room, and you've decided I'm not coming to school today. Come mom, and mom says, well, all right, then. All right, son, you know, you ain't going to. But I will be there in that living room, and we'll be talking, or I'll take them out of school, I'll take you back home, and we'll go sit down with mom and dad. Or on the, on the evening, we'll go sit down with mom and dad. And I'll turn up as many times as it needs to happen, and we will continuously keep talking. But, but I'm trying to reinforce what's happening at school, some of the parents look at teachers as, as like the police. Um, and it's like, well, I can't, they don't want to talk too much. You know, you can't talk to them too much or what have you. But me being the intermediary and just a lad cap, Nike Air Max and da -da -da -da, you know, jeans, Nike, you know, just a normal guy. They're going to talk to me on a level and they're going to talk on a level because for teachers, sometimes it feels, you know, some people are coming from low income households and all the rest of it. And, and talking to a teacher who's degreed up to, de degreed up to the socks. You grew up to the nines. You know that that communication, it's not happening. So there's a disconnect. So I just provide that that link in between and I talk to the parents on a level. And it's about, you know what, they're not against you, you know. Do you know what? We need to we need to pick up on Scott's, you know, the, you know the late nights or the place head that time is on PlayStation. Or, you know, what time is he doing on ice? Oh, whenever. No, let's just try seven o'clock. Let's say seven. Let's half half six. And then Little Scott's not feeling that, but we'll we'll come to it. What you do, the key there is coming to a decision with, for example, little Scott. So he feels like he's part of the decision. 
he feels in control and responsible. Now he now he feels like, yo, I got these guys on the ropes. But really, you know, we we've had him. But yeah. so he's feeling like I've got these guys on the ropes here. You know what? Yeah. I'll be the eight then. But we we we're making steady, slow steps. And that's what it is. And it's empowering the children to feel like they are making the decision. That's when you get them. So it's about empowerment. I, I, think, for, I think for me, a question, I mean, I love what you said there. And I think it is definitely about empowering the child and that kind of negotiation because, you know, you even find, um, you know, I'm sure artists, when you when you have contracts sometimes, um, you know, you've got to negotiate. You've got, you've got to kind of work out a deal. And I find that sometimes, even for us as, as Black people, we don't have those skills. We go into a room and we just accept what we're told because we we don't know how to barter, we don't know how to sell ourselves, we don't know how to um to speak out or to maybe even address a room and have that confidence. But you definitely can teach a child that from a young age just by by as you said, just empowering them, giving them a voice in the home. That I know when I was younger, I didn't feel like I had a voice in my home. I thought <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel like I had an opinion. I weren't paying bills. <laughs> my name weren't my name weren't down. You know the tendency, so that's it. You know I'm just I'm just here. Like I'm I'm, I'm going to be. Um, doing whatever my parents told me to do. Whereas, yeah, if you can empower your child to have their own voice, I think it definitely does much greater for them in, in the long term as well. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, Marvin. I, I can only say amen, amen, amen to what you said. <laughs> and Michael, for, for, for coming in with that in the first place, it, what I am finding and what I am learning as I'm raising small people is that sense that you are important you are seen, you are heard, you can make a contribution. It is so very vital. Growing up, uh, as Marvin said, you know, and Michael, I dare say, uh, you are familiar with the experience as well. It was do and do not. Don't answer and, and don't answer back. These are the rules, you live by them or you get out of my house. There was no room, zero room, minus room, for negotiation you, d- you didn't have it and and i and i think that definitely hamstrings us because it means we either fight against authority because we hated it growing up or we listen to authority and we don't question it do you understand and i think both 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 are incredibly detrimental to um to our way of life following blindly or rebelling completely wholesale against there needs to be a balance there needs to be reasoning there needs to be an understanding okay so why why do i have to do x y and z because it makes me feel abc so can we talk about it do you know what i mean and if you talk about it and you have a conversation uh, you feel involved if you feel involved there's a chance you might take a bit more pride in what it is you're doing you know what I mean? You can say, yeah, 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 yeah. I was part of this decision. I was part of this community. The solution that we came to, I did that. Do you know what I mean? So very, very, very important. So, Michael, did you learn that through your experiences or has it been taught to you or have, did you read it, that whole thing about including the children? I think a lot of it did come from, so as mentioned, I never had a father and, um, you know, God bless mother. She, she... You know, as I mentioned, my queen, man, she was, um, she always let me have a voice. She did always let me have a voice, you know, and, and it's how you do it as well. Because, you know, under my roof, it's, it's how you respectfully ask. And um, I learned a lot of it from home, but, you know, just being out in the field, really, because I've been doing like the youth stuff for probably about nine years as well. And that's what it's about. It's. It's that empowering, it's that reasoning. And, and growing up, negotiating, negotiating and conversations are, are a key of our everyday life. So why are we not instilling it in our children? You'll see a youngster, 17-year-old boy, 18, he'll be quick to, to come up in your face now as a big, big man. When you, were, when you were 10, 15, whatever, you would have never dreamed, dreamed, but now... These young, these youngsters will come up in your face and ready to do something. That shows you exactly where it's gone. Back in the day, you, you know, you'd have seen big man and you would have, you'd have ran a hundred miles the other way. <laughs> yeah. Speedy Gonzalez the other way. Mm. You wouldn't, or you'd have shut your mouth and just took what the man's telling you. This is what they're, this is what they're on these days. 
Yeah. We're, in, mean, a, we're uh, in a scary place. I, I was going to say on that, what would you say um, would be some of the kind of like, almost like red flags or indicators if your child is going, not necessarily off the rails, but heading in the wrong direction? Because I think sometimes people like to think, you know, you're almost born bad, which we know isn't the case. It is, it's about your environment. It's about, you know, the different factors. And you can come from a perfect home, but so much can happen outside the home that could lead you in that direction. But what would you say are some of the indicators that parents should be looking out for in knowing that their child is heading in that direction so they can do that early intervention? Well, what they need to be looking at firstly is parents need to be liaising with the teachers because of how he's acting in front of dad and mum at home is not how he's acting in front of Mrs. Smith at school. So they need to be liaising together to find common ground. The kids in school is bad, bad, bad. And at home is, is a lot better. So they need to be speaking a lot more and you will learn so much more about your child from Mrs. Smith or whatever it may be. What you will, you will learn a whole lot and then you can pick them up on it and why would you do this? You know, you can, but yes, that the missing link is liaising with the teachers. And again, not to shake Michael's mentors, but yes, an intermediary probably sometimes is needed. You gotta, you, somebody's gotta be in there because these guys ain't connecting and they're gonna continue bumping heads and you're gonna get to a point where they ain't talking and they're not communicating and the kid's gonna sense that. The kids, kids sense when things are, do you know what? I'm going to get away with this in their car. Yeah, yeah. I, turn the parent it, against it, the teacher. Yeah. I'm getting away with this. Mm. I'm getting away with this. Yeah. So, teacher's scared to follow mommy because mommy cusses her. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. the whole thing's, you know, yeah. I see it, man, all the time. So, yeah. ay, ay, ay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny. It's funny because thinking, thinking back, getting in trouble was getting in trouble. At school, there were there was no gradations. So, for answering back or cracking a joke in school, I would find myself with the kids who were bullying others, tumping them up, etc. And when these boys' mums came in, or when all our parents came in, mine were incredibly embarrassed, and and that and and that got me. Those kids that were getting in real bad trouble, bullying others bullying teachers because because of that super growth spurt when you were like 13 14 when their when their parents came in you you heard it you heard it they were the ones who were the most defensive they were the ones who were most angry and it created a a culture of fear at the school these teachers didn't want to chat to those parents because there wasn't a conversation happening do you know what I mean? Stop picking on my boy. Stop picking on my boy. And there very, there may very well have been an element of that. You haven't, you haven't reacted to the situation correctly with this particular individual. But matters aren't then helped if all we're doing is shouting and and cowering. So yeah, if if you are a parent and you don't feel you have it in your vocabulary or your temperament to talk to your child's teacher, then yeah, by all means, man, get an intermediary because how your children do at school is fairly important. So, man, man important. Or, or, or find, or usually find a teacher that you have some sort of connection with. Sometimes you find, as a parent, like you find a connection with a teacher that's never teached your child or, but you've seen them and it's, it could be somebody, you know, a, a, a fellow black person and you see it oh no you're right you're right you're right but chat to her about you know can i just have a word with you mrs can i talk to you about mrs smith please and oh okay i get it let me talk about my and, and, and you can maybe get in that way and so she that teacher can talk to the other teacher saves you having to you know go direct to that teacher where you're gonna bump heads maybe see see a teacher that you've you know all right on the playground you know all right all right where you get that you, you know there's a little there's a little connection with us. Let's chat to her or chat to him. Maybe find that way around. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I was just gonna say, I know, I know, we're reaching the end now as well. I know the time's flown by, um, but I know, I know where we're getting towards the end, uh, end of the podcast. But I was just gonna say as well. I mean, Autis, I think you made a fantastic point, and I think if I reflect back on on my experience or you know what I saw growing up as well, I think sometimes some parents are almost parenting from 
where they were when they were kids. So we started by saying, you know, you don't you don't have to have any qualification to be a parent. And so because they had a rough time with teachers in school, now this is like their mantle to say, I'm going to go in and give the teachers a piece of my mind. And especially doing that in front of your child is one of the worst things to do because they'll have no respect for authority. And even if you do need to disagree with the teacher, do it away from your child's eyes, have a private conversation. Um, but yeah, I completely agree. I think parents that have maybe struggle themselves with it in school, they probably see teachers as a threat and that's why they kind of go in yeah. all, all guns blazing. Yeah. Could be, man. Could could be. Could be. But, but you know, it's it's level-headed communication. That's that's what's needed. And it's difficult. It's difficult when you feel singled out, you know, especially with the upbringing we've had. But we can teach our children to question why they've been singled out and and talk about it rather than react to it. And then you just got you just got button heads, but yeah, I mean we've got we you know we've got some we've got some work to do. Um, there is work to do, and it's it's why I said, you know, the Michael Forbes of this world and the and the dope black dads of this world are 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 needed because even as host of this particular episode of the podcast, Marvin and I, we don't have we don't have the answers. We need people like you, Michael. You know what I mean? We need to, you know um to, to to know how it's done and and we need to listen to we need to listen to the mothers of our babies as well <laughs> mm, most you know, definitely when I, yeah, yeah. When, I, when i hear the way my wife communicates with the children you know the the calmness of it even when they are whipping up a storm you know i don't know if you heard while we've been talking my son my two-year-old is at the moment he has to compete with his older sister who has a massive personality. When she steps into the place, she feels the wrong. So my son has taken to screeching to cut through all of that to try and get attention, you know. And, you know, if I was working in the room right now, not on not on a podcast, I would have thrown open the door. What's going on? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I can hear, you know, I can hear there's a problem you're screaming out for something what is it and tell mummy don't shout it at mummy so already do you know what i mean you're creating you're creating a bit of calm rather than going at it with force but that's what i had growing up so that's what i'm trying to unlearn as you know as we go along so despite hosting this particular episode i do not have the answers michael does <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah michael's expert yeah and respect to your to your your good wife there man Absolutely. speaking you know the calm in turn in turn everybody will be calm. it's a calm, just calming it's a calming environment you know it, it breeds it just breeds calm calm breeds calm and, and that's what we need more of because as we know as youngest there was a lot of shouting going down and yeah, look where look where things are now. So yeah, exactly, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's about finding, like you know, like, like you're saying, like you both said, looking at the errors of of the, our ways or the, our previous generation, and thinking, okay, where can we make those amendments and get things right this time around? You know, there's nothing wrong with kind of going back to the drawing board and think, okay, that didn't work, this didn't work. Let me try this approach, and I, and I definitely think that will that will get us heading in the right direction. Um, but no, just to echo what what Ortis said, um, Michael, you know, thanks for coming. Um, thanks for kind of speaking your wisdom. And I think, Otis, I mean, you made an excellent point. You know, we need to listen to the Michaels. You're you're there. You know our kids better than us. <laughs> you know, you see them and decide that they choose to show the school. So, you know, hats off to you and the amazing work that you're doing. You could have chosen to do anything else, but you're choosing to go in, you know, on the front line and we've got maximum respect for that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That really means a lot, man. <clears throat> Michael, if people want to find you um, and find out more about what you're doing, where's the best or where are the best places to find and follow you? Okay, yes. Yeah. So on Instagram, um, it's uh, Michael's underscore mentors underscore. Uh, Twitter, Michael's mentors. Um, the website, just www.michaelsmentors.co.uk. Um, you'll find me there. And uh, yeah, anybody with any questions, inquiries, whatever it may be, um, I'm always there to help. And uh, yeah, because it's all about, um, you know, teaching, teaching the youth of the future. And that's what, well, you know, we, we're, we're aiming to do on a daily basis and hopefully you'll be uh, we'll be in a town near you sure good, good. <laughs> excellent michael thank you thank you very much thank you for your time please stay blessed and uh we look forward to hearing from you again real soon 
Yeah, we look, we look forward to linking back with you when you're a national company and this work has gone, yeah, it's, it's, it's gone global. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm there, bro. I'm putting the hours in, I'm putting the grind <laughs> sure. in. So yeah. it's for tomorrow, it's for the future, man. Yeah. So much love to you both and thank you for the invite again. You and too. God bless you. Black Bears. Thank you. And so thank you guys for listening. I really much appreciate it. We'll be back next week with another episode. Uh, you can find us at at Dope Black Dads on all social media platforms. You can also email me for a chat at hello at dopeblackdads.com. Thank you so much for listening, my brothers. I appreciate you all. Uh, we'll be back next week. Considering the role technology will play in the future of education is now a key focus for school leaders. At Exertus Ireland, together with Microsoft, we're here to support schools every step of the way with powerful tools to help create brighter futures. Talk to us today about solutions for your school. Visit exertus.ie forward slash Microsoft Teaching and Learning. Exertus.ie forward slash Microsoft Teaching and Learning. Every day you trust your gut and that gut feeling can lead to a kick in the guts but your gut instinct was right so you bust a gut because someone will have your guts if you don't. <sighs> you know what your gut deserves? Glenillen Farm Yogurt. Bursting with live cultures it's the daily way to keep your gut happy and healthy and tastes delicious to boot. Choose Irish, choose local, choose Glenillen Farm. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.